0: how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. It's Mackie. And since the Judd's Hockey Show crew doesn't let me actually come on their show and spew my hockey takes, I'm here to tell you about one of my favorite companies, Federated Mutual Insurance Company, which is all about helping your business reach new levels of success through risk management. Find out more about how Federated can help protect your business at federatedinsurance.com. Federated, where it's our business to protect yours
1: hockey
2: yeah. yeah my favorite it's Judd's hockey show yeah cam made some great saves obviously uh, you know early and um, you know they were uh, you know they, they they played well they had good opportunities offensively and um, you know we had our chances but uh, he was able to hold us in uh, you know when when they were pushing. That, of course, is Wild coach Dean Evason. Uh, Welcome to Judd's Hockey Show. Wild wins 2-0 over the Montreal Canadiens in their final game against an Eastern Conference team last night. And um, because the Blues lost an overtime to Boston, the Blues and Wild both got points last night. Actually, the Wild gets two points. But technically right now, the Wild moves ahead of the Blues because of the games in hand. The Wild has played one fewer game than St. Louis. And we will certainly talk about the importance of the potential for home ice advantage in the first round series in which the wild is definitely going to play the blues, mm-hmm. but Dex, let's start off with the guy that got the shutout last night. Cam Talbot. Yeah. Uh, he continues to play fabulous. He is now, so he, he made 26 saves last night. He now has 27 career shutouts. More importantly in his last, uh, 15 games and 14 starts, he is 11 and three. He has not lost in regulation since March 1st, he has a 234 goals against. He has a 918 save percentage um, and has been in what can be described, even if Dino doesn't want to call it this, decks, a pure rotation with Marc-Andre Fleury since, um, since the trade. Talbot started the night, which was March 21st, at the Wild acquired Fleury. Yeah. He started the next game. Fleury started the next game, and since then, they have gone back and forth and rotated. We've talked about this before, but I think it's worth um, discussing in depth on this show. Dean Everson being Dean, and the Wild being who they've become identity-wise, I'm not quite so sure that they are going to go into a hot-hand goaltender in the playoffs. Uh, the way that the rotation shakes out, Marc-Andre Fleury would start Game 1 against the Blues. I think so. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, because if if you go, if they continue down the path that they're going, uh, Cam Talbot would play the last game, I believe it's against the Avs at the X, and then there would be a slight break, playoff start. And Marc-Andre Fleury would start game one. But with the way that these two are playing and the way that they have, and this is a good problem, too. So to be very clear, this is not a controversial problem. Um, But the way that they have uh, competed and played off, each other unless one of them starts to struggle I think there is a fighting chance given how this team operates and given how Dean operates that they are going to continue a rotation in the playoffs I when Marc-Andre Fleury was acquired I would have said no way he's their, their guy but Cam Talbot has played great the Flowers played pretty damn well too they both have played in their own ways, fantastic. I think, Declan, that we might see a scenario in which they rotate these two unless something changes significantly.
1: Yeah, uh, this is in such a great conundrum that the Wild find themselves in, basically. Uh, Since Mm -hmm. the trade deadline, uh, I tweeted out these stats and they've been updated a little bit since Cam Talbot obviously started last night and posted a shutout, I should say. So since March 21st, Among goaltenders who have played at least 300 minutes, so those are 35 qualified goaltenders. Save percentage-wise, Cam Talbot ranks first in the NHL. Marc-Andre Fleury is second in the NHL. In terms of goals against, traditional GAA, Cam Talbot is first. Marc-Andre Fleury is third. Goals saved above average, which is an advanced metric that takes league-average shots, and and are you stopping pucks that a league-average goaltender basically is? And Cam Talbot is a plus 9.87. That's tops in the NHL. Also during that span, Marc Andre Fleury is sixth with a plus 6.93 span. The only little maybe potential blemish against Cam Talbot is in high danger situations. Cam Talbot ranks 19th among those qualified goaltenders. Marc Andre Fleury is third. But regardless, eye test wise, it's very clear that both these goaltenders have been neck and neck and they have each other they've uh, both of them have looked like number one goaltenders right i tend to agree with you that i think push comes to shove if playoffs started tomorrow the flower just maybe out of respect and pedigree probably starts game one i would probably put it a 70 percent chance that he starts game one the bigger question is if they win game one i won't say if they lose because if they lose i think it's an automatic that they'll go to cam talbot in game two because that, that's just how it works. But if they win game one, what does this team do? Do they continue to rotate things? Do they continue to, does Dean Everson continue to stick to his plan of what works with the rotation, which it has worked. Look, it's worked. So do you rotate it to Cam Talbot in game two if they win? This is fascinating. I'm I'm so oh, eager to yeah. see how this plays out.
2: Yeah, and I and I do not have a hot take here. So I'm just saying with what we know about Dean and the fact that, that the rotation would call for flurry to start the first game of the playoffs that I'm guessing here. So like, I'm not pounding the table and saying, hey, they should play flurry the whole, or they got to rotate him. I'm with you. One, I think it's a great problem. So like, if it's a problem, if you can use that term, which, which it might not even be the correct word problem, but with the way that Everson operates, and I'll go back to the fact that this is a guy who is loath to break up lines, even when they're struggling. Yeah, because his whole thing is consistency. Empower the players, and the thing with Flurry and Talbot is, I don't think that there would be pushback. Like, I think they both played so well, and and this is this goes back to Declan, what we talked about when when we were pushing for the wild to trade for flurry from the Blackhawks as the deadline approached, what we said is this guy, one, he's hockey royalty. Yeah. Two, he's, his teammates love him. So, like, he's not going to melt down. He's not going to say, you know, I was acquired to be the goaltender. This is BS. <laughs> now, if if they had kept Capo cocking in and traded Cam Talbot, then it's a different story. But it's not. And – Right now, this is working. This is working like it has it has worked out well. So I don't think that Dean and probably as well GM Bill Guerin is going to want to change things. Now, in Game One, if Flurry stood on his proverbial head and played great, could that present a Game Two conundrum, perhaps? But if the Wild plays the way that they should play and they just win. And Flurry makes some nice saves because you're always going to have to make some big saves. Yeah. Then, then I think I think at this point they bring back Talbot for two, Flurry for three, and continue that rotation unless somebody goes south. Now, the only thing that you could debate is this one: Talbot started um, going back to the the Winter Classic when he got hurt and was lifted, but I think gave up six goals. Uh, against the Blues, Talbot has started all three games against the Blues in the regular season, Winter Classic, and then back and and then two close games in recent weeks against the Blues in St. Louis, and he and he lost both of those in OT. So there might be a case to be made that Flurry, who I don't know how, how he did against the Blues in Chicago, and plus that team is terrible, so it probably is not that big a deal, but. I guess that might be the one deciding factor in trying to stick with Flurry. But, Declan, I really think that, um, that if things continue to go the way they are going now, there is a very good chance that some type of, if not just a true rotation, continues. And I got to say, right now, I don't have a problem with, with that. They both played so damn well. And I love the fact that there is a obvious competition. But it's constructive, right? Right. Like, it doesn't seem like a backbiting problem. It doesn't seem like a, like an unfriendly competition. It seems like two teammates in goal pushing each other to be better.
1: Yeah. It's, you know, I, I'm with you that I don't want to get into a, uh, a situation where if the Wild won game one game won, and then they started Cam Talbot in Game 2 and they lost, Like I don't want to get ourselves in a position where then we're ripping them, oh, I can't believe you started Cam Talbot. Like It's to the point, like you said, they're playing so well and this system has worked where I don't think I would do that. I don't think you would necessarily do that. Um, I will say that I thought Cam Talbot last year against Vegas played very well. And what was interesting, I, I thought, Judd, that I just went, and I literally just went back and looked at the box scores in the seven-game series against Vegas last year. I remember Marc-Andre Fleury playing phenomenally and literally helped, helped Vegas win that series, basically. I thought Leonard got in there at some point in that series. He didn't. Um, never they never played in the first round against the Wild. Now, yep. Fleury's, Fleury's been used to this, right? Like, Murray succeeded him um, when they won their their last few cups there in, 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 in Pittsburgh. But Fleury's also used to this. So we talked about this as well when we were, again, personifying this trade a, a month before the trade deadline that this is not a problem. Like if 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 Cam Talbot's game wakes up, which by the way it has, uh, this is going to be a, an easy problem to have. And and Flurry is a professional and has been through this enough that he knows how this works, dude. He's not going to be miffed. Like if if Cam Talbot, I think the only way maybe you you would be miffed is if Cam Talbot was just the average Cam Talbot that we've seen, and then you continue to go to him and rotate. I think then maybe maybe you're. Like, hey, what, 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 what are we doing here? Like, and I, I could understand right. that, but Talbot's been playing right. so well, so mm-hmm. it, this is going to be fascinating. How Dean ends up kind of pulling all these puppet strings when it comes playoff time because it, it, it's, it's working, it's working,
2: and I think it takes the right people, and I think that these two are the right people, because like if you had a number one ego. Goaltender, right? Right. It'd it'd be a tough sell. Hey, hey, you know your teammates playing well, and so you should. But Flurry, who could be that guy, isn't even close. He's not even close. And if I think he's fine, if you ride him throughout the playoffs, or if you don't, and so yeah, I just it is such a it's such a breath of fresh air just from a starting point to have a team where you're not on pins and needles about how guys are going to react right like it's such a breath of fresh air to have a team where hold on wait for it players care about the team <laughs> and i know people are, oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah you're talking about crazy you know yeah i am yeah i am i watch selfishness we both saw that we both saw so much crap we both saw guys who were basically were convinced, uh, I should be the guy. I should be this guy. And you know what? That doesn't exist now. And as Bill Garrett said at the start of training camp, this is about one thing. It's trying to, to win. That's it. In fact, play it. What? What? Listen, you guys know what this is all about, right?
0: Right? What's it all about? Spurgy?
2: Hard work and having fun.
0: that. This is about f-ing winning.
2: You know, there's no room for petty bullshit, And that's all about winning hockey games and being as successful as possible. Right. Yeah. And so that's not about, well, we got Mark andre Fleury. So Dean Evison, I acquired him, you play him. And it's not about him, it, the flower storming into Dean's office and saying, <laughs> why'd you guys get me? It is about trying to find the perfect team. Team chemistry. That's what this team has. Like, there there are some rough spots at times. I totally get that. There are games. I mean, in my opinion, the last three games, including last night in the second period, the wild's been bad. That needs to be cleaned up, and I totally get that. But from a starting point of how do you, is there a foundation to fix what goes wrong? From that starting point, the answer right now, unequivocally, is a yes. And it has not been a yes for a long time here. And that's what I love. That's why, again, I'm saying this is if it can be called a problem, it's a great one. It's not a divisive one. It's not a it doesn't feel like there is a locker room that is split with you gotta play the flower, don't you? And then half of them are like, hold on a second, but Cam is my buddy. He should play. Like, I mean, this affects sports. This is this goes beyond hockey, the wild. This is true about sports, right? There's always factions of of players when they don't have lines drawn who who are like, well, Cam's my friend. He should play. I don't feel that here. And the only way that you're going to have a chance to get past a team like the Blues or Avs is to have buy-in, buy-in from everybody. And if that means that it's game one against St. Louis Flurry, game two Cam Talbot, game three Flurry, guess what? There's going to be buy-in there, and that's the most important place to start.
1: Absolutely end of rant. yeah no, the, the, this, this team has that fortune. that's why, look, the blues are, are going to be a scary matchup. It's going to be a dogfight. I can't wait for that. Um, but th- I think the 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 edge that I have seen from this wild team from previous incarnations is is this team just feels different and it, and then there isn't any selfishness in that locker room correct and and Garen bought out correct. Prezi and Suter and traded core players for this vision and this path, and it's literally coming to fruition.
2: Exactly right. And that's what I love about this. Like, like, that's why this show to me is now fun. That's why this conversation is now fun. It's why it's not a hot take. I am to the rare point, Declan Goff, where I have a trust in the GM and coach that they're going to do the right thing because for the most part, I really think they have. And like, that's something about sports in this town. I can't say a ton about, right? Right. Like there's been a lot of times where we've been like, "What are you doing? Why are you doing that? Um but you talk about pushing the right buttons and having a vision and having a clear view of what you want. like I don't know, the wild might lose to the blues in the first round, but I at least feel that they had a they had the proper they had the proper view of what the construction was going to be and should be, and I also with the moves made, at the deadline, feel like Bill Guerin empowered this team to bring in good people to give them a chance. Totally. And there's been a lot of times in this town, just look at the twins, where we've said, Really? This is a good team and this is what you're going to, to do. While the decision on on the starting goaltender for the playoffs might be difficult, I'm going to give you a decision in May that's not Declan Goff. That is approaching on May 8th, Mother's Day. My friends at Spiral Light Candles, Spiral Light Candles, guys, sons, husbands, they want to make your life easy. They want to give you an option that's not cliched. They want you to contact them to buy their candles, which start at 14 bucks, and orders of $50 or more ship for free. Spiral Light Candles, they smell great, they're really, really cool, and tell you right now, they are the perfect mom's day gift spiral light candles.com spiral light l-i-g-h-t candles.com check them out go to the site watch them burn because it's really cool too again they smell fantastic mom will love them and by the way if you're a candle guy you'll love them too they're fantastic um so that's the first thing the second thing dex is if i am going to be trying to find some underwear that are comfortable yeah if i'm going to be searching for comfort because we have all had them when they're not where would i turn what website would i turn to for the most comfortable underwear out
1: there i would go to chill boys a minnesota-based company with the bamboo fabric and the performance brand uh i I had an easter basket full of it over the over the weekend he has risen and so has my chill boys that's that's exactly what has happened here and and i'm serious i have never been a briefs guy I was always a boxers guy. I don't nope, like being nope. I don't like being compressed if you will down there. But you try on these pair of Chillboys and it changes your entire perception of how briefs and how boxers should feel. And that's the coolest thing about this company. It's a Minnesota based company. Chillboys.com, go pick up an underwear today. You're going to have your life changed for you. Chillboys. They are
2: fantastic. Absolutely true. Topic number 2, JHS. Home ice advantage. All right on the surface this can be debated home ice is it important uh there, there has been a long standing case made and i don't disagree that home ice actually can apply more pressure because if you lose game 1 now you're in trouble and now you're like start to press well we got to win game 2 right so like there's that debate is alive and well but i i want to take this uh a little bit more below the surface and talking about the potential for home ice between the wild and blues and keep in mind because the wild has a game in hand although they're both tied at 103 points right now technically the wild is in second place so here's my opinion if we go if we dig down to what do you get from home ice Declan Goff, which is last change which by the way i think is important um and there are, so if we talk about that, I actually think in this series, it's important. Yeah, man. I, I really do. Yeah. Because, because the Wild already is challenged faceoff wise And that's not going to, to change. That's just a fact. But it's not games one and two I'm concerned about. It's the potential game seven. And if I have to play, if and this thing very well could go the distance. If I have to play seven, I want every small advantage, nuance, that I can get in that game. And so I would make the case that in chasing the Blues, or in going back and forth, I should say, with the Blues, that this is important uh, because... You've got a chance here. And just to uh, just to go down this path as well, the Wild has six games left, yep. five at home. And in their last 11 at home, they are 10-0-1. <laughs> so I would not minimize the importance of the points left because if I am the Wild, I want home ice. I think it actually might be important, not just because of fans but more so because of things like last change in a seventh game.
1: Yeah, it's huge. I mean, the Wild have been phenomenal on home ice this year, 27-7-2 and 2 overall. Like you said, they haven't lost in their last 11-12 games here. And, and look, St. Louis has been good at home, too. They're they're twenty 26-9-5, and 5, so like home ice advantage has definitely been to both of these teams' power here. Um, what's so interesting, and, and I, I don't like getting on this historical rant, I talked with our buddy uh, Ross Brendel on Minnesota Sports Chat, which you can find on Apple, Spotify, shameless self-plug for Ross, that this team has historically been horrible in games one and two, the wild half. Now, only twice in their franchise history, jut off my memory here, they've had home ice. So they had it in 2017, and I believe they had it in 08 when they won the division. So, you know, eight of their 11 or whatever, 10 trips to the playoffs, they have typically have started on the road and have been terrible in games one and two historically. I don't like to use that as an example because what does Wes Walls' teams have to do with the 2022 teams, right? Um, right. But they need home ice advantage here. Uh, that's an advantage they absolutely need to have. And and if they went to St. Louis, I again, I still think the Wild can beat St. Louis. It is for sure not a lock. But if, if they have to go to St. Louis, it's going to be very difficult. It's going to be very difficult to overcome there. That's a hostile place too. That's a place and has players on it that have won a cup recently. They know what it yes. takes in the playoffs. They are a playoff kind of team, right? Like they literally are built to play postseason hockey. So I think the Wild getting a home ice is huge. They they have to have it.
2: Yeah, I just think it's because um, I'm with you completely. I think the Wild has a good chance to win. To be clear, what I have said is, I will be I will be disappointed if they don't win. I won't be shocked, but I think it's going. I hope that it's going six or seven games. Okay. So, yeah, I, I just, there's always this whole thing about, well, home ice puts pressure on you and do the fans really matter? And like we could go back and forth. And there are some series I might agree in this one. I think it's important. Last thing injuries. Yeah. Out last night, Tyson Jost, Jordan Greenway. Marcus Foligno, I believe, in COVID protocol, so that's not a long-term thing. And then, very importantly, Dumba is still out, and John Merrill on the blue line. Um, the injuries are an issue, and and especially defense. I don't know about you, but the Goligosky-Ben pairing scares me. Now, now, can one of those guys, can Gol- Can Goligoski play? Absolutely, he can play. Third pairing, he can play. With Ben, it worries me. And as far as that goes, uh, Dumba's return to put him with Brodine, important. Merrill's return, I never thought I would say this, but I will. John Merrill's return to probably pair him on the third pair with Goligoski, important. And we know that the Greenway... Foligno-Eck line operates really, really well, incredibly well as a line. Subtract one guy from that line, and it definitely alters the chemistry there. So as far as that goes, and you are chasing important points here, I, I don't know what the timetables are. And as we get closer to the playoffs, the subterfuge on, on guys coming back is going to probably get worse not cleaned up, but that's the last thing that I wanted to broach because Montreal's plucky, and they played hard, but you can beat them. Uh, When we're talking about tough opponents, and especially when the playoffs start, I want my blue line as intact as I can possibly get that, and Jordy Ben playing scares me. Flat out, I'll tell you, yeah, he scares. It scares me.
1: You know, I, I don't think it's sustainable. Actually, I haven't hated Jordy Ben's game the last few games. I don't. I don't think he's. I don't think he's played poorly. Uh, it hasn't been a detriment.
2: When I see him at the act.
1: Yeah, but and but in general, yep. like that's not a just because he's had a, strung together a couple games here. I wouldn't. I wouldn't been. Uh, I wouldn't be like in love with him playing meaningful minutes in the postseason either. I'm with you. Right. Like it, push comes to shove. It's probably going to be, I'd like to see Merrill over, you know, a pairing of Goligoski and Ben in the playoff times. I know Jordy's played a ton of has played in some playoff games, but um, they have to get healthy. And and this is, again, this is the issue where you're chasing home ice because they have some softies on the schedule here uh, coming up and uh, and they're in no condition to rest players. You know, I I was trying to kick around that idea with you about a month ago, but they're in no position. I mean, Canucks are red hot. They get Canucks tomorrow, which is going to be a fun game. But then they have the Kraken mm-hmm. and they have the Coyotes on the schedule. I'm assuming the Flames will probably be rest Flames and Avalanche will probably be resting up starters to finish the regular season. Avalanche Sutter, for sure. Sutter's,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh the Flames I don't think will. Daryl's nuts, man. Daryl's crazy. He is nuts. I don't think he's going to. He's completely off his I I mean, believe me, short term, he's a great coach. He's fantastic. I don't think he's going to rest guys. And so they'll try. Um, the thing about Ben that scared me, so to to your, your point, because yes, the coyotes right now are golfing, they do not care. Yeah. Uh the thing the thing about Ben that scared me a lot was I believe it was the first of the two close games that they played in recent weeks against the Blues when Ben got worked by Shen and like the reporter and Shen scored. And the reporter in St. Louis said to Shen, you ain't exactly the fastest guy. And he's like, Are you chirping me? And the guys like I'm not trying to trip you you're just not as fun. and and I mean he literally made Ben Ben made Shen look like Gretzky or something. Right. right. So like that's that's the one thing when we, when you start to play at that pace and a physical game, I think Ben can hold up physically Declan, but pay, but pace-wise he can't. No and that's why and that's why like there there's probably not a huge gap between the games of John Merrill And Ben, right? Like it's not an enormous, but there's a gap there. There's a little gap. Playoff wise, that gap becomes important. And the Eck line, for the sake of slowing guys down, the Eck line, in my opinion, almost has to be intact. Yeah. I mean, that line, that line, it's, I have never seen a checking line that gets so out of sorts if one guy is gone. And right now it's two guys, but. As far as slowing opponents down that eckline line almost has to be intact or else it's going to be okay but it's not going to be nearly as good as they are when all three are playing
1: yeah and I guess this is a good problem you know if Greenway can get healthy here and they still have some time before the playoffs start but yeah they need it they need Greenway back badly Dumba obviously back too not to minimize Dumba um but they they need him back very very badly I think what's interesting is if Dumba continues to be out here. Um, are they going to be able to potentially move on from him with the idea of you can replace his production and potentially have to get the re-signing of Kevin Fiala done? I just the way Fiala is playing, we we have yeah. they, they have to figure out a way to. Can re-sign I say him.
2: something about that though? Kevin Fiala, do you know right now what the price tag is going to be? Oh, it's going to be huge. Like, yeah, I I don't know that. So so a month ago. We talked about this very thing. And at that point in time, I thought, okay, you subtract Dumba, keep Fiala, okay. I don't know that simply subtracting Dumba works now. Like Kevin Fiala is not going to take a hometown discount. And look, it's a it's an interesting thing because where I give Garen and, and Dean to a certain point, I think as well, but Garen for sure credit is, does Kevin Fiallo play this well if you had given him a big contract in June? I don't know. Like he is definitely they lit a fire. They lit he lit a fire. He basically said, I mean, they took him to they took him to arbitration. Now they settled before that, but they lit that fire. And God bless them, he took off. Yeah. 30 goals, it's unbelievable. But so they lit the fire, but because they did and the pilot light is burning I don't think Fiala is now going to come come back and say well if you get rid of Dumba I'll take this I think he's gonna say I'm gonna break your bank and at that point in time I don't know that you can keep him yeah like this has gotten to be this has crossed a threshold now this has gone from okay if you get rid of player a can you keep player B to player B is has turned into a star damn near superstar
1: I don't know dex Another good, problem to, Another good yep. problem to have.
2: Another good problem to have. Speaking of superstars, have I ever talked about, have I ever told you about <laughs> my personal superstar of beers? Yes, you have. Because that is, yes, right here, folks, Surly Brewing. Um, we, we've talked about Furious. We've talked about our draft party. Come join us, Surly Brew Hall, on April 28th, Thursday, a week from Thursday. It'll be the draft party. Doors open at 3. We start at 6. TCL TV in play. But you know what? Right now, I want to talk about, well, what might be, in my opinion, the best line in beer. Forget hockey. And that, that is the first Surly variety pack of 2022, which you can still find at your liquor store. Yes, it includes my personal Judd's favorite, Furious. It includes Havoc Machine, Ghost Empire, Dark, Lager. And the Hyper Modern Idaho 7 IPA, which Declan and I both love and which I think would be considered the first line. It would be the it Kaprizov, Fiala, the Furious. It's fantastic. Again, check it out in liquor stores. The first Surly variety pack of 2022. And join us on a week from Thursday for the Score North slash Surly draft party at the Brew Hall. We start at six, doors open at three. And we will go until the draft is done. Hope to see lots of you out there. And you know what? If you want to come by and talk some uh, puck, Declan and I will be there to do exactly that.
1: Drips and drops. There's the supreme. Mm. Obviously, the before I die so pale ale. I got. I got a whole well, surly done, palette, right. baby. I got a whole surly palette. I
2: love to hear that. I love to hear that. Okay, we are done. And since the team, and since the home team won last night, two nothing against Montreal. Let's for the second time on this show hear from GMBG. Listen you guys know what this is all about
0: right right what's it all about spurgey hard work and having fun that this is about winning
1: he knows he once ate an entire sheet cake he knows your selfie life isn't your real life he knows what goes down on the dms shouldn't you know your dog better now you can learn his inner secrets with embark the highest rated dog dna test Unlocking over 350 breeds and screening for over 215 genetic health risks. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to
0: get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.